Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, you hoes ready? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo. laughs> okay. okay. back in here. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say, my ass doesn't miss sitting in this same spot for hours recording but here we go yeah i know what you are see it out loud say it All right. Hello and welcome to Where You Been Loca, season two, episode one. I'm Marissa. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ariana. Today, (laughs) we are covering the preface and chapter one of New Moon. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) This chapter is entitled Party. Um, I want to, before I even ask you where the hell you locus have been or what the hell you guys have been drinking, I want to know, are you excited to be jumping back into Twilight? No. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm excited to be jumping back into Twilight, but I'm excited to be podcasting. Podcasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's always a nice break from work. (laughs) Most of the time. I am excited to be like hanging with you ladies again, like making funny jokes. A month is was not enough time. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a nice break, but it felt like spring break, not winter break. <laughs> <laughs> spring break is a week. Winter break is usually like a month. Yeah, like, you know. Well, we can't keep our fans waiting. They've been waiting for us to come back. Mm-hmm. We just know it deep down. Where the hell have you been, and what the hell are you drinking, Lucas? This is a very loaded question for a month. Yeah, give me like the highlights, the bullets. Ireland, Italy, Spain. You (laughs) did those. (laughs) (laughs) I went back. Um, Okay, well, no, I'm drinking a rum cider punch, which is delicious. House brewed. Yep, with a caramel rim. Caramel rim. Mm -hmm. Where have I been? I don't know. So what, we took a break for September? Yeah, we ended, like, I think our last recording date was, like, end of August, mid-August. Was I officially dating Nick? Yes. Okay, great. So that's covered. I think. I think so, yes. We went to Odessa. 
Yeah. Oh. I don't we, know if that was part of our recording. No. Mm-hmm. We were on a break I didn't then. know that. Okay. Yeah. Love Odessa. Always a good time. Always a good time. Their live shows are fucking fantastic. Yeah. If you've never been to an Odessa show but and you're a fan of Odessa, like, spend the money and go. It was – they are good every single time. I've not been to one Odessa show or set that was bad. Even if you're not a fan and, like, want to check them out. You won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Mind blown every time. Every time. I mean, I like Odessa and I've never been. Oh, my God. Concert, so. I would definitely say if you're going to go spend the money to be like up front, if that's an option. Yeah. Or go line, to a place where it's like GA and you can get, get to, the, to front. the front. Yeah. 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 Because the drum line is something else. Yeah. You want to be up close for that drum line. I honestly don't even know. It was my birthday. Not that anybody in this room cares. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look. <laughs> I took took off a whole weekend for your birthday the week before because I had a wedding the weekend of your birthday. And then you were like, oh, sorry, I can't I can't hang out with you at all. I have plans with Nick all weekend. And I was like, "Okay." no, it wasn't that weekend. I think I had to work that weekend. You would you would. Oh, the wedding. Oh, it was the wedding. You had the wedding that you got invited to last minute. Yeah, there's no way that I had other plans. But that was that was the other. That was my plans. No. Right. But I did take off that whole weekend for you. And then I was at a wedding. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to post on Instagram for your birthday. But there is a third part of this podcast. <laughs> and she simply could have done it. And she didn't. So you better direct that anger True. across my, the room. My, my social media skills are poor. Uh-huh. <laughs> so basically, we're all in a fight right now. But the podcast will go on. Uh- <laughs> yeah, we're no longer three friends. We're three enemies. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I went to a wedding. It's on the Mushaloo. It was beautiful. Then I went to a lake weekend, which was also really fun. That was at Shannon's. Got really drunk. Lots of jello shots. Hung out in the lake. It's a good time. I went to a So Far Sounds concert. Oh, I love So Far Sounds. I was the first one I'd ever been to. I guess they're not like as intimate as they used to be because it used to be in like people's living rooms mm-hmm. or backyards, but now it's like too cold to do backyards. I went to one yeah. at a rock climbing gym. So they do commercial locations too. Yeah. Yeah. This one was at City Winery in like Chinatown. Yeah. I went to one. It was like 20 people. It was at a rock climbing gym. And then That's I went cool. to another. It was a really cool. And then I went to another one. Where was that other one? I kind of forget. But we like we because um, Kenny used to like get all of the note. He was like following so far. So he would get the notifications. And then we would like quickly as a group like buy tickets and stuff and go. Yeah. I think they do them every weekend. You just don't know where they yeah, it's always a surprise. Until like 24 hours before or something like that. Yeah. I right. brought all my plants in. We have 35 plants in the house. <laughs> we do have so many plants. Yeah. I don't plan on buying any more anytime soon, so. Well. <laughs> what we have is what we have. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm getting us new poinsettias for Christmas, but we got time. My poinsettias from last year are doing great. Yeah. Put them in that pot and they're thriving. Thriving. Yeah. That's it. Ariana? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've had some tragic things happen to me this past month, but uh, we're going to keep it positive, and I'm not going to talk about those those negative things. That's Um, good. We're growing here. Yeah. (laughs) So, I remember in September, I think I went to a Phillies game, which is exciting now, considering the Phillies are doing... I mean, I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm also, like, a Phillies fan. Like, I I was born... I'm a Mets fan, but I'm also a Phillies fan. I was born... A Yankees fan. Like, I grew up in North Jersey, right outside of New York City. So, like, it was the Yankees, obviously. But I do support the Phillies, and I hope the Phillies do well. And right now, they're doing really well in the playoffs. So, that's Another parade would be 
so, so yeah. fucking sweet. As an adult now, the last it would time, be great. The last time now. I was a freshman in high school, I was 15. <laughs> yeah. And it was so fun. So fun. We did also go to a Phillies game during our hiatus. Yeah, we did. And I went to my first Eagles game like a couple weeks ago. Hmm. So I'll add that to my list. Continue. I'm moving out of the city, which is exciting. I'm really excited to yep. move into the suburbs. Welcome my, to the burbs. Yeah. Woo. So you'll be close dog. to us. Yeah. My dog. Which will means have, you like, can start drinking yard. more often during recordings. That is true. Hmm? That is true. And I don't have to worry about going back late at night. Yeah. And dealing with parking at night and yeah. dealing with sus balls in Philadelphia you at night. You could even sl- get drunk while we record and sleep here and then only have a 20-minute drive, drive home. home in the morning. Yeah. It's perfect. So that's exciting. Our podcast room does double as a guest room. Yeah, it actually does. Yes. <laughs> well, I think I stayed here. I stayed here one time. Yeah, when we like first recorded. First oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got really drunk and played that game. Yeah. <laughs> I was overthinking it, and I was, like, trying to guess the answers that I thought you guys would guess for me, so I wasn't really giving my own <laughs> answers. And it was just... I won that game, and I remember you being very mad. <laughs> I just was not even sure how the game was being played anymore. <laughs> that was a new moon game, though. We should play I, again. I never <laughs> remember my life. <laughs> I know, me too, when it comes to I me. mean, there's just been so much shit that's just clouding over everything else. Any I, traveling, I, any parties, any birthdays, any... Life events? Shows, concerts, books. Oh, I went to the Candlelight... What is that thing called? Yeah, um, it's the, the Fever, Fever Up, Up Candlelight, Candlelight Series. series. Yeah. yeah. And I think you guys said you like went before, right? Yeah, so we've, we've gone a couple to a couple of them, but mm-hmm. the one that you went to, the cemetery one, we did last year this time. Yeah, and it was fun. No. I, I had a good time. Did oh. we do it over the summer? It was for like a Friday, Friday the, the 13th. 13th. It wasn't for Halloween, but You're it was right. the same concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if like the same... Do Guy you know with the glasses the... is there? Mm-hmm. Yep, he's there like every a time. slight Lenny Kravitz vibe. Yeah, he like he, he like it. leads it, and yeah. then and then the other four musicians like usually rotate. But there is like Yoshi, I think his name is. He does. He the, was the lead violinist. The lead violinist. When we went, saw, mm-hmm. was, the last two times that we saw. Yeah, him. I didn't really get like a good look at the people yeah. performing, but I know he had like the round like sunglasses, and he was very good. He was a good singer. So a singer. Wait, what? What? They were singing. There was a guy singing. It wasn't just a quartet? Mm-mm. No, he was singing. This must have been something different. <laughs> yeah, this must have been something Ours different. Maybe it's a different Ours group. has always ever fr- been quartet, like string quartet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the most singing he did was Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. No, no, see, like our person did Ghostbusters, but they sang the whole song. What? Yeah. Like they sang Ghostbusters, Monster Mash, like. Everything. Maybe they sing for the Halloween one. Should we go? Yes. I don't know. Some dude. It was a guy singing. I don't know. Is it in the? I it was in Mount Laurel Cemetery. Yeah. And there and was like to like go through the cemetery and then down yeah. into the yeah little area. The, like, and there's like a highway room. like right behind yes. you. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, it's the same same place. I don't know. The guy was singing. He sang every song. He was really good. They've never sang. They've ever. never sang. They didn't sing at ABBA. They didn't sing the... Uh, well, the movie sound score one obviously doesn't really have lyrics. Yeah. But the Friday the 13th one didn't really have any lyrics either except for Ghostbusters. Yeah. And 
that uh, one adam's family yeah mm-hmm. no, but they didn't sing that either though yeah no, no there's not words i mean they didn't like, um, yeah, they're spooky. Oh, yeah. they're i don't think they sang that but they did like a little intro that mixed up a bunch of songs i think that was like part of like the little intro with like all the, the songs hell? together hey, i'm done di- okay interesting okay all right well, we're gonna just- have to go to that yeah yeah I know I watched the dogs one weekend, like Jeremy and Bethany's dogs. So like I had three dogs and it was nuts. Like it was terrible. <laughs> it was hard hitting update. Wait, wait, how's Kalua? She's good. She's she... still being a little badass. She's better. Is Nick worried about the her furniture? hitting <laughs> the bed? No, <laughs> she she's much more like mellow. We actually got a trainer for her. Oh, good. Just to help. Like, I think she still has some like issues from like being abused like i feel like that yeah still is with her like she can be a little aggressive towards strangers and stuff so we we did get a trainer just to help like do you know what feel speaking, better. um just from experience mm-hmm. you got to get her around as many people as possible right we're yeah we want to socialize her yeah like anytime like sometimes nick's nick's aunt has like parties at her house we bring the dog you know yeah she's just with a ton of people she doesn't know and she usually does she does a lot better than she, she w- would have yeah. when, like, I first got her. Yeah, she used to growl at me all the time. Yeah. She probably still would, but I <laughs> I think... I just have one of those faces. <laughs> a- after, like, a couple meet- meetups, she, like, gets used to you, and she's fine. But we're trying to, like, reduce the time of that. Yeah. Like, it's really embarrassing when we're walking her, like, in the street of Philadelphia, and there's always random people walking by, and she yeah. flips out, like, it's like, all right. Yeah. Kalua, we gotta, gotta rein it, it in. Yeah. Mm. But she's better. I think she understands be nice, which she doesn't, like, her heckles will still go up, but she won't bark or growl at people if you tell that to her. Yeah. But you have to, like, be paying attention if someone's coming, like, yeah. before she kind of registers that someone's coming, you have to tell her that before, or else it won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won't really sink in, but she's doing better. And now she has going to have a little yard to run around in, so. Perfect. Yeah. That'll be good for her. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's about it. I don't, can't really think of anything else, so we can pass it on. All right. Um, okay, September was. like, I've been planning for this, and I have a whole list of things <laughs> that I've done. <laughs> for once, yeah, I do know everything that I did in September. September was really, really busy for me. Like, yeah. I had two weddings a week apart. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just kind of crazy. So, the first um, weekend I took off for Kayla's birthday, and then we didn't hang out. And then the second weekend, <laughs> which was Kayla's actual birthday, I my one of my college roommates got married. So, mm-hmm. she was too busy to post anything from our <laughs> pod page. That's right. Birthday. Because That's I was at a wedding. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) yeah, okay, all right, sure, (laughs) whatever. Anyway, I was at a wedding. My college roommate got married, and that was so fun. Um, It was just like a like Alex's wedding was literally a fucking blast. It was so fun. I mean, for like everybody was like for a year. Oh my god, their wedding is gonna be so fun. Like you just know, like Jeff and Alex are just like party people not in like a crazy way but like they're just a good time they want other people to have a good time like they wanted to have a rager wedding and mm-hmm. they had one and it was so fucking fun it was so fun and it was just like just a great great little time and then um I worked for like nine days straight 10 day no it was 10 days straight and then I was in Chelsea's wedding 
So that was like the third week of September. And that was also so fun. The band was amazing. Again, it was a band that we've like seen before. And uh, it was really nice because we just had like a good time. Like everyone loved their bridesmaids dresses. Like the weather was like unreal. If you think of the perfect fall weather, that was Chelsea's wedding. Like mm-hmm. couldn't have, which is great too because the rehearsal dinner day when we did the rehearsal, it was fucking freezing. It was like, 58 mm-hmm. degrees and windy was and overcast. ceremony like outside? Yeah, everything yeah. was outside. That's nice. Well, the reception was inside, but like was overlooking like the mountain. Um, I feel like kind of better to be outside when it's a little cooler than to be outside when it's, when it's hot. Boiling hot in the dead of summer. Like yeah. if you do that, you're fucking crazy and you're asking for sweaty, disgusting pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I know. But it was, it was literally like perfect. Like it was 70 a light breeze every once in a while, sunny, just, it was great. I mean, none none of the bridesmaids had like long sleeves or anything. I was in spaghetti straps for Christ's sake. Like all of us were exposed and it was perfect. And it was just so, such a fun, like really September was like such a fun month for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's like kind of it. We went to the Phillies game, Kayla and I and Nick. That's, I'm trying to think of anything else like really exciting happened to me. Or like I did something really fun, and uh, I didn't. But it was it was good. Those were those were two like really big major events that were yeah. I was really happy to like be a part of, as you should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Phillies game was fun. I never got an ice cream hat, but we did not get an ice cream hat. But we had every other <laughs> snack there. But we tried to get the ice cream hat, and they were like, "Oh, we're wait, not selling them anymore actually. right now." It's like, okay, I know. I'll go fuck myself. That's fine. When I was at the Phillies game, there was like a little baby and it projectile vomited no everywhere. Like over like five or six people got vomited on. Strangers or strangers. Like- so uh, thankfully I didn't get vomited on. Was it near you? It was near me, you could smell it. And That's like disgusting. that like the smell of vomit triggers me wanting to vomit. But yeah, because it smells disgusting. Thankfully I was fine. Well when we went this kid, like, a, the row next to us and then a couple rows back got fucking smashed in the face with the ball. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, my God. I forgot. You know how balls... He's okay. We, that's why I'm laughing. But We like. were on the first baseline, yeah. and uh, pa- but past where the net ends. So we were, like, we were, like, outfield, essentially, yeah. but on the first baseline. And we had close seats to the, to the actual field itself, to mm-hmm. the green. And a ball came, and everybody's whatever (laughs) and it clips off one guy's hand and literally it could have been his own hand actually and just locks him (laughs) in the fucking fort like a medic had to come get him and he was gone for like two innings yeah when he came back everybody was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah he had like iodine all over his forehead (laughs) yeah that's gotta I mean, I, I can't imagine when baseball players get hit with a ball. It probably hurts like a Yeah, I mean, the mother. pitchers it's going are like 90 miles like an hour. 90 miles an hour, yeah. and then they're swinging, mm-hmm. and that shit is fucking flying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, in the playoffs, one of the Philly players got hit in the face by a pitcher throwing yeah. a ball. Yeah. But he was like so excited because that's like a home run automatically. Yeah. <laughs> if you get hit in the face. There you go. He's like, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. 
So by now, everybody knows to subscribe to us and our podcast handles, but we will drop them in every once in a while so you don't forget what they are as it's the first episode of the season. I will drop them now. So on Instagram, we are Where You Been Local Pod. On Twitter, we are WYBL Podcast. And you can email us at whereyoubeenlocapod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media. I am Maris G on Instagram and on Twitter. I am Maris Explains It All. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Kala underscore Dalla. And I'm on Instagram at Ariana underscore Bar. Fully thought you were going to explain the Marissa Explains It All <laughs> because it was the first episode and you're like, nope. Nope. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> definitely was not going to do that. <laughs> oh, by the way, Ariana and I are also drinking the yes. spiked rum. No, what are we drinking, Kayla? Cider rum punch. Cider rum punch with a sure. caramel. Mm-hmm. Camel. Mm-hmm. Camel. Camel. Oh, I went to the Philadelphia Zoo. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Saw some camels. <laughs> yeah, camels at the Philly Zoo. <laughs> no, they don't got. They don't got. Wait, does anybody uh, else, when you have a rim drink, you just rotate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. To be fair, this isn't one chapter. This is 24 chapters <laughs> that you asked me to summarize. This is a reminder of meeting all the characters. All right, all right, all right, go. So we wrapped up Twilight, the first book in the series. In those 24 chapters, (laughs) we met 17-year-old Bella Swan, who moved from the big city of Phoenix, Arizona, to the small town of Forks, Washington, to live with her father, Charlie, so her mother, Renee, could go on the road with her minor league boyfriend, Phil. Bella was the talk of the town upon her revival. Her revival. (laughs) That's not until Breaking Dawn. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet. Upon her arrival, but her only fascination lay with the mysterious and inhumanly beautiful Cullens. Unfortunately, the one Bella was most interested in, Edward Cullen, thinks she fucking stinks and wants nothing (laughs) to do with her. After having been so cold, Edward began to warm up to Bella. The closer they got, the more she started to realize just how different he was from the rest of the students. Edward saved Bella's life when student Tyler Crowley lost control of his van in the parking lot and almost crushed Bella. On a weekend beach trip, Bella met Jacob Black, a Quileute teen and son of her father's best friend. Jacob told Bella a tribal story his father believes of the Cullens to be vampires. Bella later went on a shopping spree with some girlfriends in Port Angeles and found herself being saved yet again by the unexpected Edward Cullen. He admitted to his ability to read minds, and she admitted that she knows that the Cullens are vampires. This is the point where Bella has simply decided... She's in love with Edward. The relationship- irrevocably. <laughs> irrevocably. <laughs> Just, we're, we're here. We're at the point. The relationship building between the two was considered dangerous and pop- problematic to many of those who knew the truth. After having dodged multiple invitations to the school dance, Bella chose to go on a meadow date with Edward instead, where he revealed much more about being a vampire and his temptation to bite and kill her. Oh, and that he stalks her in the middle of the night while she sleeps. <laughs> he admitted that this was the first time he's ever been in love, and the two had pretty much committed themselves to each other right then and there after a very questionable timeline of knowing each other. Edward about sex. (laughs) Oh my God. Indirectly. That's a good first date chat. I gotta say. Uh, Do you guys, you know, do do things together? Like that was like how it went. But anyway, (laughs) so awkward. (laughs) Edward introduced Bella to his family and took her to watch their baseball game. The game was interrupted by three nomadic vampires, one of which had a specialty in tracking and locked in on Bella, seeing her as the Cullen's little pet. The end of the book follows the tracker's hunt for Bella from Forks, Washington to Phoenix, Arizona. The Cullens did everything they could to protect Bella, but she's a little shit and landed herself alone in the room with the tracker. After roughing her up a bit, he managed to take a bite that was intended to drain her blood and kill her, but the Cullens arrived just in time to save the day again. Bella ended up in the hospital. Renee tried to convince her to move to Jacksonville, Florida to live with her and Phil, but Bella refused to leave Edward. 
After her recovery, Edward took Bella to prom, not wanting her to miss out on any human experiences. Bella was disappointed that Edward didn't let the change take place with the tracker's bite and was frustrated that Edward wouldn't change her himself. He promised to stay with her forever, and Bella decided that was good enough for now. Well done. 24 chapters. (laughs) 24 chapters. Voila. Hit us with one chapter. Yeah. (laughs) I know. All right. All right. Let's summarize what's about to happen. Ariana. Summer is finally over, and Bill and Edward head back to good old Forks High School, where they no longer receive strange stares from peers about their relationship. Today is Bella's 18th birthday, but Bella is bummed that she is getting older, since Edward will never be older. Well, I guess, hypothetically. Physically. Physical body. Physical. (laughs) Physically. The Cullens insist on throwing Bella a birthday party, despite Bella begging them not to make a fuss about her birthday. While opening her presents, Bella gets a little paper cut, and I'm sure you can imagine how well that went over in a room full of vampires. Also, I have a confession to make. What? So you know how I say Esme? Yeah. So when... (laughs) I know it's Esme, but when we first recorded... I had like a brain fart and couldn't remember how you say it. Mm-hmm. And I just had to keep going. You just <laughs> dug in. <laughs> well, you have so to. You just committed. I just committed. You have to keep saying as, as me. me. I will. I will. <laughs> I just, I was like, I feel like it's time to reveal my confession. So I was like, I said it wrong because I like, like for some reason couldn't, when I first had to say it, couldn't remember how <laughs> you were supposed to say it. Um, well, so yeah. Wow, you really dug in. You committed to the bit. I, I very much so. 24 chapters. You committed to Esme. Yeah. You committed to the bit. I was like, I just have to keep going. So, so much so that it became Carly and Esme because <laughs> yeah. like, you mixed them together. Wow. No, I'm going to keep rolling. Bravo. That, but I did want to share that. Uh, That's funny. That was a thing. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> okay. So... We start off pretty strong with a Shakespeare quote right in the beginning before we get into the prefet. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the preface. <laughs> <laughs> That's me committing to the bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> the preface. So it says, quote, these violent delights have violent ends and in their triumph die like fire and powder, which as they kiss consume. And that's from Romeo and Juliet, Act 2, Scene 6. So the preface itself is pretty reminiscent uh, stylistically of book one, where we're at the climax of the drama that this book will reach. Bella is running and pushing through a heavy crowd, racing against the clock and her own clumsy slowness. Oh, the... Wait, what? Did you know it was Romeo and Juliet or... Did it say It tells you, but I did know it was Romeo and Juliet. Must have missed that. I thought you were saying the preface is reminiscent of the story of book one. So I was like... Oh, no. But then you were talking about book two, and I was like... No, no, no. Stylistically, (laughs) it's reminiscent. Because if you remember, a preface of book one, she was in the the room with um, James, and he was, like, attacking her, and she was like, I'm about to die. Yeah, and we were... I mean, I think we were all saying we like that. Oh, I love that. It started in, like, the climax of everything, and isn't just, like... Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And you know what? That is kind of becoming, like, Stephanie's, like, little... Signature. Signature, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was about to say like her calling card, but yeah, that's like her thing. So love that. So this preface is Bella. She's running and pushing through a heavy crowd, racing against the clock and the own clumsy slowness of her body, not to save her own life, but to, quote, save something infinitely more precious. My own life meant little to me today. Girly, it meant 
nothing to you this entire book ever ever and also in the first book <laughs> why do you feel the need to explain that so also Alice had warned Bella of the dangers and the imminent deaths she would certainly face and as the clock begins to chime she was quote glad something bloodthirsty waited in the wings for in failing at this I forfeited any desire to live dramatic as always so is she thinking if she fails at this she can just have Edward kill her because he's bloodthirsty? No. Or is she talking about the She's talking about the Volturi. Okay. Because obviously she's running to save him. Right. He's revealed as a vampire. The Volturi then know that she knows that he's a vampire and they just figure they'll eliminate them both. Okay. Mm-hmm. So chapter one of New Moon opens and Bella knows she's dreaming because one she is standing in a brilliant shaft of sunlight uncommon to her new hometown and two because she is staring at her six years deceased grandma marie i like that she's calling it her hometown now i know fun fact my middle name is marie oh carry on (laughs) (laughs) carrying So Bella's grandmother looks exactly like she remembered. Wrinkly skin, a puff of white hair, and old Granny Marie is just a surprise to see Bella as Bella is to see her. Despite knowing that this is a dream, Bella believes that this is her legitimate grandmother visiting her in like the dream realm. You know, it's not that it's a dream of her grandmother, but she's in a dream and the spirit of her grandmother is there. Mm -hmm. And she's teeming with questions, but... Both women seem to want to speak at the same time and awkwardly don't until so they're just like staring at each other like as if they don't they're not familiar with each other and it's like weird. Um, And then Bella hears Edward calling her name. She panics instantly because she now believes she will have to explain to her dead grandmother why her boyfriend sparkles in the sunlight who seems and and so she's like. You know, he shears his voice and she turns and she sees him and she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to explain. And then she turns back to her grandma and sees that she is just as alarmed as Bella is to see Edward stroll towards them and put his arm around her. So never mind that she's like worried about explaining to dead grandma who Edward is and that he's a vampire. But like, why aren't you worried about explaining to Edward that this is your dead grandmother just right visiting you? Right. Same realm. Same. Right. Do we also think there's any significance to, like, her seeing her dead grandmother in her dream? No. I was just, I feel like it's, like, just really random, but. It's the only old person Bella knows. Yeah. And I guess because it's, like, not actually. Her grandmother. Her grandmother. Yeah. 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 I was just curious, because I was like, it just seems. It's just just the only random person that looks like her, that represents her. Gotcha. Yeah. So where Bella expects horror on her grand's features, she instead sees the same expression she knows is on her own. Uh, her posture is extremely strange, though, because Grand Marie has got her arm out and curled around empty air. Bella finally notices a giant frame outlining the space in which Grandma Marie stood, But dream logic leaves her uncomprehending until she reaches out to touch her grandmother only to see her movement mirrored. Pure, unadulterated (laughs) horror. That's not Grandma Marie. (gasps) Gasp. It's Bella. (laughs) Edward presses a kiss to her withered cheek and whispers, 
happy birthday. Bum, bum, bum! (laughs) 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 Do we think Edward would stay with her this long? Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I feel just to prove a point. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but like he would. But how How do you explain that he can't? But they would. She would just move. They would just move around. They would just move around, and then it would go from being. They would have to live in like seclusion. Then it would have even like sort of go out. But then it would be her role would just simply change in public, which is disgusting. But they would just do the same thing every ten years move, and then from going from this is my sister, this is my aunt this is my grandmother yeah it's Mm -mm. it's yeah it it would be foul on many levels i feel like he would find it amusing and funny and she'd be like i actually fucking hate this yeah she would resent the shit out of him (laughs) she would probably try and stake him just to be like i'm dying and so are you (laughs) i feel like though if bella knew she was getting older she would seek alternative means to turn into a vampire get to this point no no like she if edward's not gonna do it she's gonna find someone who will she 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 didn't lose interest in him Mm -hmm. right she would convince alice to change her i think alice could be convinced to do it yeah under the right circumstances you think Ella? Ella. <laughs> Here we go. Wow, it's already starting. Here we go. I think Bella would have to wind up in some sort of like danger or like injury or something again. Or like a sickness. Like something that Alice is like, well, she would have died otherwise kind of yeah. thing so that she has that buffer. If I were Bella, I would put myself in a life-altering situation well she she tries to do that she does but i just mean like i just mean like i would actively go i would pick up dirty needles off the ground and try and get a disease like i would try and do something crazy i would jump in front of a bus like when alice and i were like shopping just out of curiosity hypothetically let's say you're in like a house fire and you know you're disfigured and you're disfigured yeah. yeah like and if you were to later turn into a vampire, would you? Would that all go away? Like, would you become yeah, I think super minor, beautiful? Quote minor, like skin injuries or imperfections or stuff like that. I feel like that would heal yeah. back to perfection. If you lose a limb, yeah, it doesn't. You're <laughs> it grows not back like that a sponge, back. like a, yeah, no, or like a, a starfish. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're a vampire without that limb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got it. Agreed. Sabella is uh, pretty pretty fucking scared and she jolts awake from her nightmare on her 18th birthday, a day she has been dreading for months, not because she had a summer of bliss with Edward, but because she was now one whole physical year older than her vampire boyfriend. As she gets ready for school, the melodramatics, the melodramatics just don't stop. She just simply can't believe she doesn't look any older. And she suffers through an interaction with Charlie, feeling as though she might burst into tears with every smile she cracks. Grow up, Bella. <laughs> Literally, it's your 18th birthday. Grow up. <laughs> and also, Charlie has not spent a single birthday with her since she was an infant 
get it together at the very least for him. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, she's trying. But she's, she's trying like- and she's doing a bad job. She's acting like a fucking baby. This isn't the end of the world. <laughs> it's not like she just turned 30 or 40 and Edward is still 17. She is just, when is Edward's birthday? Like January? Physically, she is like one year older than he is. Yeah. She needs like to relax. June. It probably so she might only be like six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. I it, could break out the timeline, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I love being in confusion. <laughs> <laughs> in utter despair, she drives to school, numb to anything and everything, until she sees Edward leaning against his Volvo waiting for her as he had done every day. Despair is momentarily replaced by wonder as she still cannot believe this Adonis would choose her. Me too, Bella. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree. Why would he choose you? (laughs) Alice is also waiting with Edward and her excitement is palpable, much to Bella's dismay as she distinctly remembers telling Alice she wanted absolutely nothing, attention or otherwise, on her birthday. And frankly, I have never disagreed on something more. I'm a birthday hoe. <laughs> it's my birthday. You, I want you to pop out of the woodworks. I want my fourth grade teacher, shout out Mrs. Clausman, who's now Mrs. Spiegel, actually. Wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> my freshman year math teacher, Mr. Plummer, wish me a happy birthday. And you know what? Both those people do every year. All of a sudden, that triggered my memory of who he is. Who he is now. <laughs> we were just talking about it like three days ago, and I was like, "Not a clue." <laughs> yeah, I even Got gave it. you a physical description of him, and you couldn't remember. Got him. Today. My my birthday's in July, and like growing up, we know you got an Instagram post. Everybody on this podcast knows. <laughs> Everybody who listens to us knows. <laughs> but anyway, um... I can post one for you right now if you want. It's not my birthday. September recap. It was Bella's birthday. And it was But like uh, people used to decorate people's lockers for their birthday and shit. And yeah. I used to get so bummed because my birthday was in the summer and never got my locker you decorated. Never got your locker decorated. Yeah. So I'm glad I have a fall birthday. Mine was always like the first week of school and nobody was paying attention to that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I always had a good... My birthday has always popped off. I'm not going to fucking lie. <laughs> I mean, it's at a great time of year. It's at a great <laughs> time of year. People are going out anyway. You actually might as well just come to my birthday party. Yeah. And they do. And it's excellent. <laughs> and nobody has an excuse for anything. So can't. I hard disagree with Bella's feelings on her birthday. I, I just, I wonder if she's just anti-birthday or it's so only because. It's just, it's only like because. It, it's just because. Well, no. No, she is anti-attention and anti, she, yeah. yes, but I think it's so vehement this year because of Edward. Yeah. Alice cheerily wishes Bella a happy birthday and offers her a gift that Bella doesn't want and pretty much refuses to open because she just ignores that question of, do you want to open your birthday present now or later? And she's like, just shut the fuck up. How about? (laughs) Alice does not deserve that. Alice does not deserve that at all. Bella's a bitch and Alice is nice. I'm team Alice. So instead, Alice steers the conversation towards Charlie and Renee's gifts uh, and... uh, I just, that was weird. Alice steers the conversation towards Charlie and Renee's gifts, which were a camera and a scrapbook to document Bella's senior year. 
because, quote, you're only a senior once. Might as well document the experience. To which Bella replies, how many times have you been a senior? (laughs) And what I'm going to say to that is drink. That Mm -hmm. is our first vampire reference, (laughs) veiled vampire reference of book two, chapter one, drank up. Touche. Thank you. I'm I didn't even think of that. I'm wondering if any of that's in my sh- now. Edward then confirms with Bella that he, that he is not allowed to wish her a happy birthday, even though he thinks she should enjoy it. I agree. And Bella admits aloud that the reason she's upset is because she's older than Edward. Her inner monologue then reveals that she probably wouldn't be upset about a year or two if she knew her future as a vampire was secured, but she and Edward had come to an impasse and one she didn't quite understand his reasoning for because being a vampire the Cullen way didn't seem so bad, com- like, comparatively. Um, to the nomads. Who to the nomads, to right. <laughs> so, unaware of Bella's path of thoughts, Alice then asks what time she'll be at the house, indicating she had more birthday events in store. Poor Bella. <laughs> I'd be like, thinking, fine, okay. sad birthday, not happy. Like, I actually like, what do you want from me? I <laughs> was thinking, had they just listened to her and been like, okay, fine, these are your birthday wishes. Everything like, would be fine. You, yeah. We don't have to do anything. She wouldn't be a vampire by the end of this series because no, at that, like nothing would have triggered meeting the Volturi. Like Edward would not have then gone to the Volturi to then have suicide and therefore putting... Bella on their radar of her as a human knowing they could have mm-hmm. he it's Edward's fault <laughs> or and Alice Always. I mean I feel like no uh, Alice is blameless no Alice is the one pushing <laughs> I think Edward would be fine with not having the party <laughs> yeah yeah like he would He's, just take her out to like a nice dinner or something yeah she doesn't even want that she's like I literally just want to sit on the couch and watch Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. he's like Okay. He's like, fine, I'll take you home at seven <laughs> to my home. But it, it is funny that. Yeah, this is what leads this to everything. Is lead, this leads to everything. Yeah. Well, this is that. the pivotal moment of the series, honestly. It is. Yeah. And since you already mentioned it, here's a blanket trigger covering for mentions of self-harm and suicide coming up in at least my section. I don't know if. I don't think it's really in my section at all, but I do remember it. I think they were just section. talking about it yeah. really during Romeo and Juliet mostly. Yeah. yeah. So. so Bella has no interest in Alice's birthday plans, but Edward insists he will pick her up from Charlie's after school. We learn that Bella has an after school job now at the Newton's shop. And cute. Alice. What? Is it cute? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think their uniform is? Like, a, I'm picturing like a hunter green polo that says like that's Newton's exactly, Outdoors that's and like exactly, khakis. Yeah. I, I'm picturing like Dick's Sporting Goods as the Newton Sports. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And like maybe they have to wear a hiking boot also to like do the merchandise, <laughs> like sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine her clonking around in, in hiking boots. Hiking boots me either. Do you think they get a discount? Alice has made arrangements with Mrs. Newton to have her shifts covered for her birthday. Bella is scrambling for excuses at this point and just wants to avoid the party and claims that she has to watch Romeo and Juliet. And Alice knows this is a blatant lie. She knows Romeo and Juliet like the back of her hand. Mm -hmm. But Bella's like, but this is the 1960s version. It's like Mr. Birdie's favorite. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, this is the one that the teacher like, like says we need to watch. Like this is like the one. (laughs) 
Well, it's like, oh, well, like I have to read the book. Like, no, Bella, you know the book. Well, I have to watch the movie. No, Bella, you've seen the movie. Well, I, I have to see the 1960 She's like, th- she's like this is the deep cut. <laughs> it's like when you're talking to somebody about a band and they're like, oh, my God, have you heard their like sounds of, of the series album on the EP original cut, like raw? And you're like, no. And you're like, <laughs> you have to listen to it. <laughs> Well, she does feel deeply about Romeo and Juliet, so. <laughs> Alice is losing her patience with Bella's excuses and pretty much Ironic. tells her she has Ironic. one option. <laughs> Fucking finally. Bella's a brat. <laughs> she said, you're going to the party one way or another. and This is going to be easy or it's going to be hard. Your choice. I said, I love a cute little vampire threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When Edward. it comes from Alice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because, because like, you she know, never gets like, upset. You yeah. know, she's like, this can be easy or this can be hard. And she's got a smile on. She's like, but her voice is three, eight octaves higher. This can be easy or this can be hard. <laughs> Edward comes to Bella's defense. It's Bella's birthday and she can watch a movie if she'd like. He adds that he will bring Bella over to the house around 7 p.m. And that will give Alice more time to set up. So he's like. You can watch a movie, but you're still going to this party. It's like, well, we can do this right now, but... <laughs> Alice is delighted at this and gives Bella a peck on the cheek and dances off. Edward and Bella <laughs> now share just about every class together with Edward's excellent persuasion of the female administrators, of course. The pair have been together long enough now that they're no longer the topic of gossip around the school, and even Mike Newton has uh, lost the glum look about him and is... Uh, oh, What? the glum I was jumping to my next line (laughs) has lost the glum look about him that used to make Bella feel guilty but now he accepts that they could only be friends for now for now (laughs) like I'm accepting that for right now he has lost some of the roundness in his face and now wears his hair a little longer and in a casual disarray much like Edwards try hard you know what? No, he's seeing a look that's working. He's a, he is following the trend. He's saying hip. He's saying, you know what? This looks good. And now so do I. <laughs> I support fair. it. Fair, fair, fair. Bella spends the day trying to find a way out of the celebration at the Cullens, not wanting to celebrate a day she felt like mourning. Dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic. Yeah, like what? So to what you were saying earlier, Ariana, Being as accident prone as she is, she doesn't want any attention or spotlights on her when she is likely to fall on her face, which I said was foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. We learned that Bella never grew up with much money. Renee was raising her on a kindergarten teacher's salary, and Charlie being the police chief in a tiny town wasn't exactly raking in the big bucks either. She considers herself lucky to have a job at the local sporting goods store in such a small town. And every yeah, can you imagine how hard it is to, to get, get a job? job. Yeah. Like Seattle is four hours away, so very hard to get a job in a small town and mm-hmm. then have to commute really far away mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any penny that she earned was going towards her, quote, microscopic college fund because college is plan B for Bella. Plan A, which is she's still hoping for is to be turned, but Edward's like, absolutely the fuck not. You're saying human. Sorry. Go to college. Go to college and he'll pay for it? Sure. Okay. Not wrong. Yep. She, she doesn't want that. She doesn't want that at all. I well, would say turn me turn and I'll go to college. college. Yeah. I would say ter- contingency. If you turn me, I will go to college and you can pay for it. All right. Well, she does that, but with a different plan. Yeah. With, <laughs> with marriage. Yeah. <laughs> a little bigger than college. 
So the Cullens have a lot of money, more than Bella even wants to think about, which kind of, this whole point had me very curious as to like how much money they actually do I have. I think they probably have like close to billions. A lot. Yeah. yeah. If not billions, close. Yeah. Money to them was just something that accumulates when you have unlimited time on your hands. Sure. That's mm-hmm. what I always thought for them. How what many? I did not consider. Yeah. Was them having a family member with the ability to predict stock market trends, which also helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never once did I think about that. Me neither. Here I thought they were just earning See, money the from honest. My- <laughs> Wait, I want to know how long has Carlisle been a doctor because on a doctor's salary. So let's, okay, he's been, he's been practicing medicine for like 300 years. So let's say he's on a like modern doctor salary for at least like I would even say bare minimum at least 100 years yeah he's and that's you're making money I mean he he's young so he has to pretend that he is like a fellow or like fresh from med school Mm -hmm. I get it so he's not getting like a shit ton of money but he's you don't think he's the top of his practice just like young and he's there and like that's it he's not trying to push any other boundaries no because he's he's working at a hospital so he's gonna join he's gonna go to a hospital and say like oh i i'm a fellow i've been out of med school for x amount of years i did my residency here and now i'm a fellow which would then qualify him to be making like fellows don't make a lot of money no but like he's making more be like He's making six figures, at least. Yeah, but I just kind of figured he'd be like, not like chief of surgery kind of thing, but like top of whatever his like specialty is. Yeah, but you you have to think about years of experience. He has them, but he can't say he does because he looks young. He can't say I have 30 years of experience. I have 10 years of experience because he can't say I'm 41 when he looks 23. Well, what does he say? He, He, I think he... Passes for 30-something right now. Mm. I forget what they say his age is. We could look it up, but I don't feel like it. Anyway. How do they get... Collins must be doing some illegal shit. How do they get a driver's license or a passport? Yeah, they just forge documents. Jay Jenks. Got a fucking... Yeah, they do Jay have... Jenks? He, he's... Yeah, he's the guy in Breaking Dawn who makes the fake passports and the fake IDs oh. for Bella to escape. I don't remember that, but um, he's been working with the Cullen family for literally years. His passed down from I his think father, specifically Jasper. Jasper. Yeah, got it. But here, I don't know. I'm just saying. Here, I thought they just accumulated their money from his doctor salary for years, but really, <laughs> Alice no. is like stock market. That doctor salary <laughs> is pocket chain. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the monthly allowance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, which makes me believe now that they have. A stupid amount of money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Edward. Plus they don't have to buy food. They don't have to. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. They don't have <laughs> they to buy just food. They don't have all these expenses. They don't, yeah. yeah. They don't have medical bills. Pretty much have, everything. Yeah. There's no better. No medical health bills. insurance. Well, do you know what? They probably do pay for health insurance. Or they, well, they don't pay. They get it because Dr. Collins is a doctor, obviously. So they'll get it. And that's fine, but they can't just not ha- like that looks sus in order but to even like maintain still that coming out of his yeah like salary is probably not Nothing. even noticeable yeah but yeah you're right they don't have any other like medical expenses they're yeah. not food shopping everything that they buy they probably buy like 
one time. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're like replacing like one of their cars because they want something bigger and faster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Edward couldn't understand why Bella didn't want him to spend money on her, whether it was expensive dinners, buying her a reliable car, or paying for her college tuition, as he was very enthusiastic about Plan B. (laughs) And I said, I cannot relate. (laughs) I would be more than happy for someone to do all of these things for me. Same. Are you kidding? Same. You want to pay off my loans? Sold. Buy me a new car? I'll take it. Yeah. Expensive dinner? Where are we going? Yeah. (laughs) Credit card bills? Hi. You can pay them. (laughs) Yeah. Easy. Yeah, I have no problem with that. So if you're out there. (laughs) Yeah, listen, if you're out there, I'm I'm on the market. Marissa's available. But I'm her best friend, so you got to also throw me a little something. (laughs) Spread the the wealth. Be charitable. Look, I'll be charitable. (laughs) I will date anyone at this point. For Bella, the fact that he wanted to be with her at all was enough and anywhere else would throw them more out of balance because she couldn't reciprocate. She's so, uh, like, humble, woe is me. Like, just let him do She's shit like, for you. She's like, I am mm-hmm. I'm not a enough. worm <laughs> and you are God. God loves all now. creatures, Bella. <laughs> I think by now he knows she's not a gold digger considering she's almost died like eight times already being with him. So, well, it's a little. I think that's the least of his problems. She's a cold digger. She's a cold digger. All she wants is to be a vampire. (laughs) That's all she wants. She doesn't want his money. She wants his life. His venom. Yeah. is a cold digger. (laughs) (laughs) Now that the, quote, older Cullens have graduated... Bella, Edward, and Alice sit together at their usual lunch table, but they sit at the extreme southern end of the table, which is, like, not that important, but I'm so confused why we're using cardinal directions <laughs> to describe where things are because nobody speaks nobody like that. Nobody speaks like that. We I'm- sat on the southernmost end of the table in yeah. the podcasting room. What? Like, <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Uh, you know I, what? Okay, I am sitting due north. So Ariana is sitting east. northeast, and you're sitting northwest. <laughs> so, <Great. laughs> and I'm not gonna explain that. <laughs> like so, I just that were there was a lot of that in the last book. So clearly, we haven't so dropped that. Much. There's gonna be much more of it, I'm sure. It's a Stephanie special. It is. The three now sit with Bella's other friends. Mike and Jessica, who are in the awkward post-breakup friendship phase, so they did not survive yeah, the summer. So what happened no. there? Just didn't survive the summer? They just didn't survive the summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they only really got together, like, Were they, like, technically BFGF, yeah. or was it just, like, a date? I, I think they liked were... each other. We really know, well, right? Jessica was Mike's second choice to Bella, obviously. <laughs> it was also the second time that they were dating. Yeah. Yeah. So they like, got to get, they got like kind of back together. And then yeah. my theory is that Bella got a summer job at the Newton Emporium, outdoor emporium. And Mike saw that maybe as an opera. I'm assuming he also works there and kind of saw that as an opportunity. And like, I'm sure he, he did considering he, he changed his, his look, appearance a yeah. little bit. And he and Jessica just like fizzled. But at the same time, he's like clearly accepted that they're just like friends now. Yeah, but he also thinks so that if I him. look like Edward, maybe you'll like me better. That's true. Well, anyway, they didn't survive the summer. But they're friends. Do you think that's just because, like, 
Jessica wants to stay in the circle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, same. I don't think Mike gives a shit no. one way or the other. No, me neither. <laughs> Angela and Ben, whose relationship has survived the summer, but Who I didn't even know. Ben? We know in the movies that they're like in a relationship, but I, in the book, like weren't they just like kind of going because I don't even remember a Ben. It, she's like Angela it wasn't like only a- had eyes for little Ben, whatever, who towered a whole head's worth over him while they were spitting on the dance floor. He's like random. Hmm. I don't even remember the only eyes for. I just thought I thought there was a part where it, that she's like, there's no like interest for her in Ben, but like. Mm. they're just like sure why not kind of thing and now they're like dating and they survive the summer like I didn't think it was supposed to develop into anything at least with the book whereas in the movies she's like I'm obsessed with Ben and like I don't really know like I thought he was gonna ask me to the dance but like he hasn't well that was Eric in the movies oh yeah that's true it's Eric in the movies Ben is just a random person in the books hmm yeah Okay, so again, still didn't realize I was ever going to develop into a relationship. <laughs> but I guess it is. Oh, well. Eric, Connor, Tyler, and begrudgingly, Lauren are also at the table. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no mention of Tyler and Lauren's relationship, though. I know. Yeah. That's because they that never... there. Yeah. It's because they never got together. Tyler shut off on prom night to Bella's house. That's true. <laughs> he was never going to be with Lauren. I wonder if they, like... Linked up at the prom after. At after prom? Drunkenly got, like, got together at after prom? Well, that too, but I just mean, like, at prom because Tyler didn't actually have a date. I feel like Tyler didn't show up to the prom. (laughs) He just waited for after prom and drowned his sorrows in booze. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a hard division between the two groups at the table that relaxes more when Alice and Edward are out of school on sunny days. The others felt ill at ease around the Cullens, though they couldn't explain why. And it bothers Edward occasionally just how comfortable Bella is around him, given that he is still an extreme danger to her. Alice takes Edward's car after school, and Edward rides with Bella to assure she can't make a run for it and avoid the party. Edward gives her shit about her trash radio reception, and Bella snaps back at him, which she claims is out of the ordinary for her. I feel like we already know this is not true. She has a bit of a temper Mm -hmm. and is very dramatic. Yes. But Edward, as usual. But she's not sharp with him ever because she's always so enamored with him that, like, she's worried that she can get, like, snippy and sarcastic with him, though, and, like, is not afraid to get upset with him. Yeah. Which is never, like, really pointed out because we are so more drawn to, like, how obsessed with him that she is. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, she does definitely, like, snap at him. But it's just like when she says, like, I'm not a violent person, but I want to fucking murder every person around me yeah. at all times. Yeah. She's like, I'm not a violent okay. person, but let's lock the gym doors and kill everyone <laughs> Harry style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> crazy. Edward, as usual, finds us amusing. And Edward goes in for his typical soft kiss with his fingers tracing her <laughs> temples and cheeks. Bella, her usual uncontrollable self, latches on. Edward Wait, I do have to know earlier in my section, I didn't write it down. But when Edward is asking her, like, so I'm not allowed to, like, wish you happy birthday, right? He's just tracing her lips with his finger. <laughs> Ew. 
I left out a lot of the tracing and the touching, gentle touching or whatever. I just like kind of grouped it into a whole thing because it ha- we know. We, we know. know. Every time they're talking, they're just gently tracing each other's face. So weird. <laughs> Edward has set boundaries for physical distance to protect Bella, but she claims she tends to, quote, forget about trivial things like that when he was kissing her. Bella is horny. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, my life? Forget about it. <laughs> I know. She's like it's not even like do you have a condom no that's okay just put it in it's like are you prepared to murder me because i'm ready (laughs) (laughs) the two go inside to watch romeo and juliet we learn that bella sort of had a thing for romeo before edward came along she's such a fucking loser (laughs) i said it's not surprising (laughs) because she loves a toxic toxic murderous and suicidal man (laughs) yeah romeo's a red flag okay At the beginning of the book, he's in love with Rosalind. Literally. Yeah, that's Edward's point. I didn't cover that because there's just so much detail that I just didn't really give a shit about. I just covered the main point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's his point. And Edward is like, that that's the guy you you loved before me. Yeah. He's like, wow. Fictional, fictional he's like, what character. does this say about me? She's like, I've never had a crush on anyone. Well, there was one guy. Just there's one guy, and it's the actor in Romeo and Juliet from the seventies. I actually don't even think it's the actor. No, I don't think it's the actor. I think it's the character of Romeo. Yeah, Romeo, as Edward says, fickle, fickle, fickle. (laughs) Edward admits he has never had the patience for Romeo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Me neither. "Mm, Little self reflection, self hatred. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Bella cries when Juliet wakes to find Romeo dead. And Edward is amused by her crying and dries her tears with a lock of her hair. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? I was sitting at the dining room table today and I read this. And I was like, is that what, what? You, like, we'll talk about it? No, that this was the second one that I was like, what the fuck did I just read? It's so weird. Like, think about it. Think about it. Ready? Like, I'm crying. Like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my hair's caught on my eyelashes. Like, yeah, like, it was one thing when he took her tear with his finger and, like, and licked it. it. Like, fine. <laughs> At least he used his He's using her hair it. as a mom. <laughs> I feel like we have to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? He's 100-something years old, and he's never had a girlfriend. So you can imagine he must be confused by the dating trends. Just so oh, you yes. think... So you think... <laughs> A hundred years ago, they were taking girls' hair off their head and saying, let me wipe your tears. Yes, no. the, hair, the hair that was no. perfectly quaffed up into a very, like, sharp updo. <laughs> I just think he just doesn't it's know what the fuck he's doing. Now. So it's just trendy now that we use tissues instead. I swear to God, I need a boyfriend that's going to dry my tears with my locks of hair. I don't. I do. I do. You know what? I should have never thrown out my bag of hair that I chopped off and was going to send <laughs> to Locks of Love because it would have been the perfect tissue. You had it for tissue. so long. I threw it out a month ago. And then it's I bought. like over a year. Yep. And then I bought fake bangs on Amazon for my you Halloween costume. And I was like, hair. I literally was like, I could have simply had my own hair made into bangs. But I threw them out a month early. <laughs> a month early, but like, but like a, year a and full a half year late. late. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I did have a, a Ziploc bag of my own hair in my vanity drawer for a full year. 
fucking weird. It wasn't weird. That's Edward level weird. It wasn't <laughs> weird. No. I saw on TikTok a guy who has a wall of hair from all of the girls that he sleeps with. And it's all consent based. And it's in a little Ziploc bag. That's like some and serial it says killer their name shit. on it. And they offer, he goes, many times they offer me the hair for the hair wall. That's, and it's it's a little snip of that. Hair. That man is like, a serial killer. It'll say like, Emily, 10, 15, 21. And like, it's the hair. It's weird. That is it's weird. serial it's killer like new age, shit. like the notch on your knob. I know. And you know what? <laughs> no. He's a white dude. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. He's white. I expected that. <laughs> I mean, so did I. What other person does that? Nobody but a white man. Ugh. So, moving on <laughs> to the more serious part of the section. <laughs> Edward admits he is envious of the human ease in suicide. Bella is shocked by this. Edward has thought about it once and knew from Carlisle's experience it wouldn't be easy. Edward admits the time he once considered it was last spring when Bella was nearly killed. Which I don't know when I first like read the part of him like talking about like, well, I once had to consider it. And then there's like a little bit of a distraction. I was like, hmm, I wonder when he thought about it. And in my head, it was when he like had killed all those people and like came back and he was like, I am a monster. I knew I was. Yeah. And I like thought that's what it was. And then he was like, it was like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. He was like, it was actually three months ago yeah, when we like had only known each other for three months. <laughs> the way Stephanie describes it, it was like so long ago, but it was like yesterday. Yeah. Legitimately. So... Bella recalls the memory of being hunted and tortured by James. She touches the scar where James had bit her, noting that the scar is always a few degrees cooler than the rest of her skin. I wonder if she, like, gets off with that. She's like, mm, could have been a vampire. <laughs> no, because it's, it's James's bite, not Edward's. Yeah, but I don't think she's, like, thinking about it from James. Like, I think she just, like, that was her opportunity. If only... She had tricked the Collins a little bit better. She could be a vampire right now. Mm. Or she would be dead because James wouldn't have left any life in her to, for her to turn. That's true. But I don't think she's thinking about that. Well. Edward did not want to live without Bella. Had he not saved her in time, so he considered going to Italy to provoke the Volturi. Bella demands to know, what is a Volturi? <laughs> I said, didn't Edward explain who the Volturi were when he gave his Carlisle history tour through the paintings? And the Volturi are a very old, very powerful family in the vampire world. The closest their kind has to royalty. And apparently Edward never mentioned them by name. But Bella knew who he was referring to from the painting. I thought he did. I thought he did too, but... I don't remember. But I guess this is also just like, you know, it's the second book in the series. I have to remind you. Little and the Volturi are going to be pieces. a bigger pe like yeah. piece in this book. Yeah. So he referred to them as Aro, Caius, and Marcus. And Marcus's girlfriend, Megan. <laughs> no, Caius's <laughs> girlfriend, Megan. Why do I always think it's Marcus? I don't know. <laughs> Why do I always think it's Angela or Jessica? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he refers to them as the nighttime patrons of the arts. Bella is out of her mind with fear and anger, thinking of Edward ever trying to hurt or kill himself and demands he never think of anything like that again, no matter what might happen to her. Edward asks her what she would do if the situation was reversed, and she claims it's not the same, but Edward doesn't understand. So she follows up with, sure, what if something happened to you? You want me to go toss myself off a cliff? And I said, first of all, foreshadowing, Yep, obviously, but also a little insensitive to Esme. 
<laughs> We're not making yes. Esme a thing. <laughs> Can I, I'm going to still do it, though. Yeah, that's fine. That's you, like my trademark. You do it. That is your trademark. That's your signature. Um, Mine is starting every sentence with so. <laughs> Yours is Esme. Yeah, Esme. Yeah. And Kayla's is so I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So Edward felt pain towards Bella's comment and admitted he sees her point, but then says, quote, but what would I do without you? And Bella's like, whatever the fuck you were doing yeah. before I Simply came along. what you were doing <laughs> nine months ago. Yeah, um, before she came along and complicated his existence. And Bella's got a point here, at the very least in terms of complicating his already complicated existence. I feel like... Honestly, being a vampire, trying to live a normal life is probably so difficult. Like, just all the little things mm-hmm. you need to think about. Like, I mean, we were talking about before with, like, health insurance and shit like that. Like, I don't know. Like, just real shit that, like, is probably, like, can so easily go over their head, but they have to think about it if they want to ingratiate themselves into society, things like that. Yeah. Well, I feel like Carlisle probably is the one that had to, like, really think about all of those things. And then the rest of them are just, like... Along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Edward claims that Bella is making it sound so easy, but regardless, it is a moot point because nothing's going to happen to either of them, right? Edward then immediately hops up and sits in a formal posture and moves Bella to the side. So Charlie's about to be home. So I can just clearly picture this whole thing. (laughs) Like, you know, you're cuddling and like doing whatever. And then like, oh, someone's coming and you just like, you're a car door and and suddenly you're on the other end of the couch and it's freezing. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I can. I feel like I can relate to this because my dad never wanted me dating anyone. So, <laughs> Bella grabbed Edward's hand, thinking Charlie can at least deal with that much. Charlie came in with a pizza box and says, "Hey, kids!" And I was like, Charlie's such a dad. Like, and I feel like he makes a point to call them kids, so to kind of be like they're just children they're not doing anything serious like having sex I think he like tries to diminish it I don't know if he's trying to make that point to Bella and Edward or trying to like make I that point to himself both yeah or a yeah. reminder for them and then he's like they're just kids it's okay they're just kids. yeah he's like yeah. They're, just kids. <laughs> they're just watching Romeo and Juliet not romantic like they're yeah. just kids yeah it's for just, school it's for school <laughs> yeah they're in English together and they just so happen to be dating look they're also in-, in biology and math and they have every class And gym and sex ed. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, this is Forks, Washington, Mormon setting. They don't have sex ed. I know it. Is Forks, Washington actually like Mormon? Mormon? Area? I don't know. I'm just curious. Yes, actually. Oh. It says that 4.3 of the population is Mormon. Hmm. Oh, okay. So it's, it's actually what? mostly, it's 18% Protestant. 6.4% Catholic, 0% Orthodox, 0% other Christian, 4.3% Mormon, 0.2% Jewish, 0% Muslim, 0% Hindu, 0.1% Buddhist, 0.3% other non-Christian, but 70.7% is non-religious. Oh, so I guess, I mean, I guess by that standard, the Mormons have a do have a decent presence in Forks. Yeah, they're the third largest um, religion. Religion, yeah. Yeah. Denomination of the area. Hmm. 
Protestant? I didn't expect that. I don't know what. I was actually probably thinking Mormonism, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So Charlie figured he would give them a break from cooking and cleaning for Bella's birthday. And Charlie was used to Edward passing on dinner at this point. But if I was Charlie, I would have thought this is weird as fuck. But what, like every time Edward's over around dinner time and every single time he doesn't eat anything. Like I would think that's a little weird. I guess he's I like used to like it, but I would something. still think it was weird. Yeah, yeah, or rude. Yeah. Be like, does well, like cooking okay, suck I didn't, that bad? Like, I didn't read your section. Does he like actively not eat or do yeah. he doesn't eat? He doesn't even never. Like, says not says not, yeah. It says like Charlie is literally used to Edward never eating. Like passing on dinner. Yeah. Um. By the I way. I feel like just fake it. Like. Yeah. Like he does at school. But I think it's more obvious when it's three of them and they're like. Well, know, that's what you, I mean. You can get away with not eating in a lunchroom. But like if it's the three of you, like. Just eat a couple bites of pizza and then go throw it up later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if in case you guys like wanted to know the top 10 states with the high with the top 10 of the U.S. with, with Mormon. Mormonism, mm-hmm. why um, Washington is number 10 with 3%, they say. Oh. Utah is number one with 55. Where's Arizona? Number four, 5%. Mm. Tied with Alaska for 5%. Uh, the three big states. It goes Utah fifty five, Idaho nineteen, Wyoming nine, Arizona five, Alaska five, Nevada four, Oregon four, Montana four, Hawaii three, Washington three. So Edward asks if Charlie minded if he borrowed Bella for the evening, and I just thought the way he said this was like kind of cringe. Like, may I borrow your daughter tonight? Ew. Like yeah. it's like you're. Borrowing a shirt and bringing it back, like I don't know. I thought that was weird. Yeah, it's well, he very does look at her, like property. It's very bachelor. Yeah, maybe it's more like back in the day lingo. Let me borrow your. No, because you couldn't be unchaperoned <laughs> back in when Edward was oh. like courting. Yeah, so he's, I know. I in feel like sense, people say like, "Can like, I steal so and so for a second? Like, yeah, like can I borrow you for a sec? Like that's normal, but. Just the like in this situation is no. It's creep. It's creepy um, because like, it's I'm borrowing your daughter from you, the father. It's weird. yeah. It's yeah. weird. Bella was hoping Charlie would want her to stay home, but he was like, "No, nah, there's a baseball game on. I want to watch." Gives the same energy as my mom not coming to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie threw the camera to Bella that they had gotten for her for her birthday, and Bella, of course, was about to drop it, and she was like, "Charlie should know better that." That you shouldn't throw something to me because I'm going to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Edward swiftly caught it before it could hit the ground. And Charlie's like, good save. Drink. I'm, you don't have yeah. it here, but drink. That is, that yeah. is That's definitely. a drink. If I didn't finish my drink, I would also drink. I feel Same. like I just forgot that was a thing when I was reading. But Charlie told Bella if she is doing something fun at the Collins that she should take pictures because her mother would want them. And so... My first thought here was, what do we think happens when vampires take pictures here? Like, do you mean like, do they show up? Do they? Div- yeah. Bella asks at the beginning I know, of I know. the chapter. Is it in the beginning? She asks later on in this. Oh, section. okay. Then maybe it's later on. Then maybe say, it's, it's later not, on. It's definitely not in the beginning because I did read the beginning. I did not yeah. read the end. But in the mirror, he doesn't show. In up. In the dream, he doesn't show up. Yeah. In the movie, he's in the photos. He's not in the mirror. Yes, he, he is. Oh no, he's not. He's not in the he's mirror, on but her he's in side, the but not. Yeah. But he does show up in the photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was thinking, I guess nothing, but I'm just curious with all the lore out there about photographing supernaturals. Just 
also how yeah. how like i'm sorry you can't there, there are many reflective surfaces in the modern world how is he in the locker room at gym or literally anywhere with a reflective surface and like not showing up That's in if it you're just kind of being that would be and, noticed oh i thought you meant like his skin sparkling. I was like, well, it's not like no, 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 no. I mean, like not reflecting. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that maybe the dream. Unless I, I feel like I think at least it's just her dream consciousness being like he's he's not, not vampire of this lord. World, so yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. Showing up yeah. in the mirror. I think yeah. he but probably even does. then, like, what do they do? Go to school and that's it. And I feel like a, they don't go to the bathroom. So where would they be in front of a mirror? I guess yeah, but the gym, windows but have reflect. You know, you're reflected in the windows. Yeah. Like yeah, reflected but I feel like people like any don't shiny really surface probably wouldn't pay too much attention to that. I don't know, but then you also have people like who who in the movie who's the one doing the photos for the newspaper? Eric. Eric snapping photos left and right, and like, what if the Collins are in the yeah. background? And then he's like, Why aren't the Collins actually in the background? Like, I know they were there. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. So I feel like because they do have a physical form and a physical presence, that they still show up in anything that like captures. Yeah. Physical reflection. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think it was just her dream that she was like, he's not reflective. Yeah. But then right after this, she snaps a picture of Edward. So I guess they can take pictures of each other fine. But again, Bella Egg asks later. We'll get to it. I wonder if she like wondered though. She does. Well, she asks later. Yeah, Yeah, she asks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Charlie then says, say hi to Alice for me because she hasn't been over in a while. And Bella's like, dude, it's been only three days. Like, chill. And I think this is really cute. Like, that Charlie just loves Alice. Um, I think it's weird. You think it's weird? I love Charlie. I love him and there's nothing wrong with him. But I think it's weird for him to be like, well, tell tell Alice I said, like, it sounds like crushy. Like, in a weird way. Like, she's 17. He's... I think he just sees Alice as, as like, like Bella's best friend. actual like friend, whereas like Jessica, Jessica and, Angela. and Angela like might as well not even actually exist because Bella doesn't talk about them. She barely ever hangs out with them. Like, yeah. and he knows Alice is yeah. like a good person. She has made herself available, and like I know, mm-hmm. but the way that it's described in the book, she's like Charlie became is has become really attached to Alice. Like it just the way it's like narrated is just a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not quite the sentiment. It's it's how it's described yeah. to me. That it's like probably ooh. just. I mean, I see what you're saying. It's probably just because she's like the female attachment that Bella has, where otherwise all she's attached to is Edward. Edward. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm just so glad that you have a female friend. <laughs> yeah, even though it's Edward's yeah. sister, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but Charlie was forever grateful to Alice for saving Charlie from the, quote, horror of an almost adult daughter who needed help showering. So I guess Alice was there helping Bella recover. And I mean, Bella kind of goes on to say it was still awkward with Alice. And I can see Bella being really awkward about like. She probably showered in a bathing suit. Yeah, I can see Bella being really awkward about other girls seeing her naked or in general but then to add like a perfect vampire doing it for you you're like i'm so in i'm so human yeah yeah Yeah. please don't look at me yeah i mean like like you're a vampire don't Don't look look at me me. you're hot (laughs) you're hot don't look at me i feel like as you get older you just stop caring but whatever yeah i don't give a fuck i don't care either um 
Charlie said to have fun with whatever their plans. I used the wrong there. My bad. Their plans were for the night and seemed to dismiss them because he wanted to watch the game. So Edward smiled triumphantly and pulled Bella from the kitchen. They got into the truck and Edward drove. And the engine of the truck groaned as the car was hitting over 50 miles per hour. I just think that's kind of funny. Bella told. She did say it in like my section when she was talking about the car she's like he wants to buy me a car that can go over like 55 miles oh, per yeah. hour like an audi like, or I th- maybe that was in my section that's no, in her section. section yeah it's not specific she just mentions like the mileage she's like mine doesn't go very fast and he wants to buy me a faster car yeah <laughs> bella told edward to take it easy with the chevy and edward commented that bella must love a nice audi coupe would love yeah mm-hmm and bella told him the truck was perfectly fine and that they had better not spent a dime on her birthday f- on her for her whatever spend a dime on her for her birthday yeah mm-hmm. i wrote it right i said you it did <laughs> edward said he did not spend a dime on her but he asked that bella cut them a little slack because the last birthday party they had was in 1935 so they are all very excited and the the birthday party was hmm. for emmett so i wonder like if, if they don't have vampire birthdays was emmett still human in 1935 like what no because they had to save emmett's life by turning him but I wonder if that was his first birthday as a, a vampire. vampire and like maybe they just like celebrate, yeah. you know. Well, I, like, I kind of went on to say like it kind of makes me a little sad. Why don't they still at least celebrate their birthday? Who Probably because they feel, they feel arbitrary. That's oh, true. I'm 117. Oh, I'm 509. Yeah. But I mean, regardless of age, like a, a birthday is, a birthday. is an excuse to celebrate something. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I feel like, well, they did the same thing for Bella after she turned and she was like, I stopped aging two days ago. Yeah. They're like. Okay, cool. You're still 19. It's still your birthday. It's still your birthday. And I feel like they probably do that for each other like the first year to also maybe like make the transition transition. easier. Yeah. You know? Even though she's like, I didn't want to fucking age, so I don't actually care. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, do you remember my last birthday? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Today. Edward then told Bella that Emma and Rosalie were coming, but Bella thought they were. Who? (laughs) Rosalie. Sorry. I, love it. I had to think about it for a second and I and I ruined it. Okay, whatever. That's me and Rosalie. Rosalie. Rosalind. Ros. <laughs> you forgot to file your paperwork. Mike was asking. You know who does it really good? Who? Jeremy. <laughs> Have you ever heard him do that? No. <laughs> I'm going to ask him to. Well, that's who Romeo is in love with, so. That's yeah. Rosalind. Rosalind. Yeah. That's an E on the end. It's not D. Yeah, it's Rosalind. Rosalie. Rosalie. <laughs> Rosalie. So sorry. Oh, it is Rosalind. Why did I think it was Rosalind? Mm-hmm. Anyway. On. Um, Celebrating birthdays. Yeah. But Bella thought they were in Africa. Everyone in Forks is under the impression that Emma and Rosalie were at college at, in Dartmouth or at Dartmouth. Um, Edward told Bella that Emmett wanted to be here. And Bella asked about Rosalie wanting to be here, and all Edward said was, don't worry, she will be on her best behavior. And Bella did not like this answer, and I would agree that that's a shitty answer. But regardless, Bella felt that Rosalie did not like her much, and as far as Rosalie was concerned, Bella was an unwelcome intruder into the family's secret life. And I feel like that's a little harsh. No, I think it's true. But it's true, <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's harsh, but true. Um, I, I think the intruder part is harsh and incorrect because she has quite literally been invited into the family. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I don't think it's fair to call her an intruder. Unwelcome on her part, sure. 
But if she's being invited by the rest of the family, then she's like obviously welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like Rosalie also has some resentment because Bella's human. But. Well, yeah, yeah. Bella felt bad since she thought their prolonged absence and trip to Africa was because of Bella. And Bella kind of says how she doesn't really care much for Rosalie, but she did miss Emmett, and he was like the big brother Bella had always wanted. I thought that was cute. I love Emmett. Yeah. Edward then changed the subject and asked Bella if there was anything else he could get for her birthday, and Bella's like, dude, you know what I want. You know what I want. That dick. Yeah. That bite and dick. Yeah. (laughs) Edward immediately frowned. The two of them had had this argument a lot lately. Um, And I wonder... Like, do you think that Bella always, from the start, thought about turning? Or it was kind of after this whole incident where she was really like, all right, turn me. I'm ready. Like, like with, with James. I think that when her and Edward kind of, like, committed themselves to each other. Yeah. She was like, okay, like, I want to be a vampire. and game is to be a vampire to be with him forever. Yeah. And then her experience with James probably solidified that. Like, my human body is fragile. Like, yeah, turn me but so also, I can like, fight I, back. Yeah, yes. And we know that because at the prom scene at the end of book one, she is like, I want to be Superman sometimes, and I can't be that when I'm always Lois Lane. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to always be the one to be saved and whatever, but then she was, like, nervous about it. Yeah. So. Edward asks Bella... To not bring this up tonight, this wasn't supposed to be Bella's last birthday. Emphasis on the supposed, because it is, but whatever. I know, isn't that funny? Yeah. Bella immediately argues that that is not fair, but, you know, when she brings this up, they're pulling up to the house now, and there's kind of a little cute description. It says, like, bright light shone from every window, and there was a long line of Japanese lanterns hung from the porch, and there's big bowls of pink roses that lined the stairs leading up to the front door. And Bella groaned, but Edward reminded her that this is a party, so she should try to be a good sport. I love that he's, like, stopping a fucking sourpuss. Yeah. Good yeah, for I him. I mean, like, even if it's not, I mean, it's a party for her, obviously, but, like, it's a party for them. Yeah. yeah. Let Alice decorate and, like, yeah. have a little party. That's why I'm, like, that's why I'm glad he kind You're of just guilts the her subject. a little. Yeah. I'm and glad it's not he a, guilts her a little. It's not a huge like, party. Like, she's not the center of attention. It's just the Cullens. Like, yeah. It's yeah. not like they invited the entire school to celebrate Bella's birthday. But that's yeah. why I feel like... In this moment, she's like, I don't know how I'm like, I'm never going to do this for them. Like, I'm never going to be able to reciprocate this kind of like love and attention and decorations and parties for them and blah, blah, blah. So I think she's taking it as like a, I don't deserve this because I can't do anything for you guys in return kind of thing. Yeah, just maybe. Love Edward. Yeah, that's all they it's care about. Love Edward the way that we love Edward. It's yeah. not enough, but well, we also with your body. Fucking hate Edward. I know. <laughs> no, I'm not saying we as us. I'm saying we as the Cullens. Oh. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> That's not a good argument. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But whatever. They're walking up to the house, to like the front door. And then Bella's like, Edward, if I develop this film, will you show up in it? And I was like, me too, Bella. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and Edward laughed and just opened the front door. So he doesn't answer the fucking question. So I guess we'll never know. But everyone was waiting in the living room and said happy birthday the second Bella walked inside. And Alice covered every flat surface with pink candles and dozens of crystal bowls filled with pink roses. And I don't take Bella to be a pink gal, so where does all this pink come from? Did she ever say she likes pink? No, or she likes no. purple. She likes brown. Brown, <laughs> she yeah. Like brown. But her bedding is purple. Is that a movieism? No. It's in the very beginning. Oh, is like it? The actual, yeah. Oh. 
I remember that. But what is with all the pink? Like I would, I think I don't the theme. view Bella as like it's a girl just who loves the theme. Pink. It's an aesthetic. It's not about Bella. It's about the party. The party. One hundred percent. Yes. Alice's favorite color, probably. Probably. <laughs> Look, my favorite color. One of them is pink, and I got Alice on two out of the three quizzes. So, so it, it's yeah. pink. Yeah, it makes sense. It's an Alice thing. There was a table with a white cloth draped over it next to Edward's grand piano holding a pink birthday cake, more roses, a stack of glass plates, which is important, mm-hmm. and a small pile of silver wrapped presents. Why is there a stack of plates if the only one that's going to eat the cake is Bella? Maybe they'll all eat it just to like be in the party thing and like make it feel like a normal party. <laughs> there just needed Probably to be not. glass somewhere <laughs> in the room is the point. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. For Could Stephanie. the votives with I all under- the candles <laughs> in it, but. I understand the setup, and they did it better in the, in the movie. Wasn't it like candlesticks it was, in the movie? It was like different glass, like, vases. Yeah, yeah it wasn't like, like plates. He, th- yeah. he throws her over the table that's, like, it's like backing something. Yeah, and it's got vases of flowers on it, and she, it's, oh, I'm sorry, it's against the wall. Yeah. So he tosses her to the wall, which has a table full of roses and, like, other stuff, and she hits the yeah. wall, and then all of that crashes down. Yeah. It was a hundred times worse than Bella imagined, and I'm like, oh, come on, Bella. Like, they're trying to do something nice for you. Like, just relax a little. Like, they're trying to be nice. Yeah. And honestly. celebrate you because they love you. Like, Get over yourself. A shitty homemade cake would have been like 50 times worse than she imagined. Yeah. Oh my God, I know. She's so dramatic. Like, it's just a small intimate get together with Edward's family about your birthday. There's nothing else to it, but whatever. But it's a day to mourn, not to celebrate, so. (laughs) Edward noticed her distress and wrapped his arm around her and kissed the top of her head. Esme (laughs) (laughs) hugged Bella carefully and kissed her forehead and... Carlisle put his arm around Belle and apologized because they cannot rein Alice in with all the decorations and to-dos. Um, Emmett was smiling at Bella and Rose... Rosalie? Rosalie. <laughs> Rosalie. It is Rosalie. <laughs> Rosalie was just kind of standing there. And Emmett said that Bella hadn't changed at all. He, quote, expected a perceptible difference, but here you are, red-faced, just as always. (laughs) (laughs) And Bella blushed even deeper, and she was like, come on, like, what the heck? (laughs) Don't call out my humanity. (laughs) I just, like, love how opposite Emmett and Rosalie are. Like, it just really is that, like, aesthetic of, like, happy sunshine well usually it's a happy sunshine girl and like miserable sad boy that's like the typical like trope but i love that it's like the opposite and she's so serious and like mean and he is like a jock puppy (laughs) (laughs) alice let go of jasper's hand and skip forward smiling Bella thought that Jasper would have gotten over his aversion to her after the time they spent together in Phoenix, but he still avoided Bella as much as possible. So he's having a hard time with her around controlling himself. And Jasper had more trouble keeping to the Cullen's diet than the rest of them because he hadn't been trying as long. So I wonder mm-hmm. how many years do we know how many years ago Jasper came? He was turned the in the Civil War. I know that, but how many years has he been with the Cullens? We did talk about it at one point. I forget. I don't know I when they joined, joined the Collins. I don't know. But the Civil War was only like, what, 60 years ago? 70 years ago? The Civil Jasper War changed in 1863. The Civil War? Yeah. The, the Civil, Civil War is between like 
the north and the south yeah for slaves that was like hundreds of years ago it was an he was turned in 1863 we are in the, are we are like, in the 2000s what now? am i thinking of <laughs> like what i don't did you know say, like 100 years ago i said she like, said like 60 or 70 years, years ago. ago so jasper had more trouble keeping to the cullen's diet than the rest of them because he hadn't been trying as long and you know that just makes me wonder how long jasper has actually been with the cullens to mm-hmm. to I guess see how long it takes for a vampire to like acclimate to a new diet diet yeah, a new like <laughs> lifestyle yeah, yeah. How, um, wait, how long did you say he's been with the Cullens? He's been with the Cullens for 55 years. He's been a vampire for 87 years. Okay. And he's been with the Cullens for 55. And he's still not used to it, which yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Like, at all. No. Wait. It was, he it, was it's turned, like 87 so he, plus 55, He joins the Cullens in 1950, and he was turned a vampire in 1863, right? So 1950 minus 1863 is 87 years. And then he goes to the Cullens in what in um to, uh, so then 2005 Wait, he has minus to be older than 87 because 2005 like minus four. No, it's 87. Edward is plus 117 something, 50 or 60 years. So, but 2005, he was just minus. Um, 1950, which is when he meets the, when he goes with the Collins, because that's what year this book takes place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is only 55. So F- at yeah, this point. Yeah, but what's point, the 2005 minus 1863? That's how long he's been a vampire. Yeah. I think she but, was just seeing how long he's been with the, she's been, he's been with the Collins was 55 years. Yeah, but what's the 87? He's, 87 is because he was turned in 1863 and then in 19, so he was a, he tur- was turned up to be a vampire in 1863. I'm not counting how old he was then. Oh, you're so saying he's he, only he lived separately in total, for 87 years. In yes. total, he's he was 142. He is 87 yeah, years total, old he's total. A, no, 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 no. Like, he's 142 total. Okay, okay. But he's only... Oh, sorry. Gotcha. He's only been a vampire. He li- he was a vampire before he lived with the Collins for 87 years. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha doing gotcha, gotcha. his yes. murderous diet. Yes. And then he's only had 55 years doing the vegetarian lifestyle. Okay, still plenty of time to Plenty. <laughs> yeah. Plenty. Alice said that it was time to open presents, and Bella told her that she didn't want anything, and Alice just kind of cut her off and was like, I chose not to listen to you. There are presents. Yeah. I am not receiving what you're saying right now. <laughs> Did you not hear what I said? I'm not or? receiving what you're saying right now. Oh, oh, Alice. <laughs> I was like, are you talking to me? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So Bella opened a gift that was from Emmett, Rosalie, and Jasper. But when Bella opened the box, it was empty. And Bella was like, uh. And Jasper. Also, I just want to say the box, like, she's like, it was full of, like, complicated letters and numbers. Like, I didn't know what it was. Very clearly, I'm sure it said stereo somewhere on that box. And was a picture of a fucking stereo. (laughs) Like, you idiot. But Jasper explained that it was a stereo for Bella's truck. And that Emmett was installing it right now so that Bella could not return it. Okay, so I know she doesn't want any gifts and, like, the whole money thing, like, whatever. They have a ton of money. But that being said, like, why did three of them go in on one gift? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Maybe so there would be less gifts for her so she would feel less guilty. I don't understand the next gift either because it's from Alice and Edward. Like, why would Edward not get her a separate gift? Yeah. And also, that's your boyfriend. That's your girlfriend. We don't even know what the next gift is because she never, she never actually it. sees it. I'm yeah. like, what the two, what did you guys get? And what's the gift that Alice got her at school? 
what are what are the pile of other silver gifts? I'm dying to know. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. And Edward said he didn't spend any money. Lie. Actually just empty boxes <laughs> just for decoration. <laughs> yes. Maybe. We were hoping you would get a paper cut. And maybe he didn't spend any money, but Alice did. And he, she's like, mm. I'm going to put your name on the card because it's going to be from both of us. And Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Loopholes. I like it. Bella thanked all of them and Alice had to open hers and Edward's next. As Bella tried to open the gift, she got a paper cut and then just a bunch of shit happened really fast. <laughs> um, Edward threw himself at her, flinging her back across the table. And um, in my head, I'm like, okay, he's trying to protect her. But why would Edward think that this is the best way to do it? Like, let me just take her and fucking fling her across the room. <laughs> You know what? I think it was one of those moments where, like, you're pushing somebody out of the way of harm. You're but it's not just so hard. About, yeah, he's a vampire. So his his gentle, maybe not even gentle, but his normal reaction to just, like, push her out of the way is a vampire supersonic shove. Like, yeah. Yeah, and he's more concerned, concerned with making about, sure Jasper can't reach yeah, her. Yeah, getting in yeah. between Like, her. I get it, but I'm also like, you don't think that's going to fucking hurt? <laughs> I mean, like, he did the same thing when the van was coming at her. He, like, Pushed her and she smashes her head on, on the concrete. The car, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Bella, so Bella's like, you know, flying in midair and then she lands on a mess of shattered crystals. I guess the she, glass plates. Yeah. It's, I think it says crystals in the, it does in the say, book, it does but, say crystals. Yeah. Um, Jasper slammed into Edward and then Jasper tries to shove past Edward, snapping his teeth just inches from Edward's face. And then Emmett kind of steps in and grabs Jasper from behind. And the next second, he locks him into like a steel grip. And Bella felt pain as she tumbled down to the floor by the piano. And her her arms like hit the broken glass from the from the crystal. So she's like, not only does she, she just started off with a little paper cut. Now she's fucking bleeding everywhere from wrist to elbow, it yeah. says. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Now she's bleeding everywhere. So first of all, um, Edward hurt her throwing her. Second of all, he just made it way worse way worse but dazed so so bella you know hits the ground and now she's bleeding and her blood is going everywhere and now she's like all dazed from the blood loss and just being like thrown backwards and she's like she just looks up and there's like the eyes of six ravenous vampires staring back down at her and that's kind of how we close out here okay so we might have talked about this in the last book but like why is there such a wild reaction to this but like when she was bleeding out with james they're like yeah okay we're gonna go get james and tie him up like you do mm-hmm. you <laughs> i think for them at that point like she wasn't bleeding as heavily maybe when they get there and but james, there's still blood everywhere I also yeah think, but james, like, james also was like, like the, the distraction point, yeah he's, he's the main he's the main like, target piece. like they can take that anger and hunger and direct it elsewhere yeah whereas like in him. this situation they also like knew what they were going into. into they were full we don't know there's actually not a single eye description in this chapter shockingly mm. so we don't know their level of satiation however like I'm going to assume they're not topped off, whereas they would ha- maybe would have been to, like, deal with James, knowing they were yeah. going into it, knowing Bella could potentially be injured and bleeding. But, yeah, we did talk about it. It is crazy that this – I thought the same thing when I read this. I was like, Bella was literally bleeding out. Yeah, and one at the end of last cut, book. Jasper's like, I gotta fucking kill her! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little – a j- paper cuts, you barely bleed. There's yeah. not even, like, a, a – bead of blood it's literally just a slice in your finger yeah yeah a paper cut yeah 
when you cut your fingers, though, your fingers bleed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, when you're flung into a stack of glass plates and you break a wood table and you're laying in cake frosting. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, I just... uh, It's crazy. I don't know. And I, I think it's interesting because... You know, there's a, but Stephanie makes like a legitimate point to say like Jasper still can't control himself. Like she, she had to throw that in there. Yeah. Or else it wouldn't have made much sense that he fucking goes. That he attacks her. Yeah. Like ape shit the second she gets a paper cut. But it also doesn't make sense because it's been 55 years. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Get it together. Yes. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for listening. We are glad to be back, sort of, not really, for book two. <laughs> and we hope that you guys are more excited than we are to get into New Moon and, and see if maybe our opinions change again. <laughs> they will. They will. We're going to hate everyone by the end no, of the No, I'm just series. saying at the end, we have to like reevaluate are we Team Edward or Team Jacob after seeing both sides of the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to be Team Alice. I am already Team Alice <laughs> and Team Rosalie. That's it. That's no, it. no others. So tune in with us next week when we cover chapter two of New Moon. Zach Smith in the house. Zach Smith in the house. What does he call? I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. Wait, what what does he call them? Nerds and like... Yeah. (laughs) Something else. Zach's... Ariana, we have to watch it. What up, (laughs) nerds? Bella. Where the hell have you been, Lovka? I kind of forget how quickly, like, Edward actually leaves in the book. I know. Really fast. right after the party and the party is like the third chapter. chapter yeah it's he le- yeah he leaves like literally chapter, two days like. yeah second chapter two days later like yeah. timeline wise two days later that's shitty <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I, I'll repeat that next episode <laughs> he's like happy birthday best gift I could give you is my absence no literally yeah, like <laughs> I submitted my review of my Bad birth address. Oh, just like Bella. <laughs> Except for the fact that I'm excited for my birthday. <laughs> Are you really? I thought yeah. it was with a D. Oh, you're chewing on ice. I was like, what is that crunching? <laughs> no, that was me making a farting noise. <laughs> Kayla's laptop almost just flew out of her lap and onto the ground. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.